0: Everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast <clears throat> again this morning. So, um, gonna be a quick episode today. We're gonna start ramping up for football season, which we're just under a month away from uh, the Hall of Fame game, which uh, starts off uh, kicks off the preseason. So, we're super excited about that, obviously. And we have quite a few things to start getting through as far as you know division reviews, things like that of teams. So <clears throat> We're going to do a little bit shorter of an episode today because we are going to focus on the NBA as um, the playoffs has, I mean, the finals have officially started because uh, the Milwaukee Bucks took a game. So, uh, you know, we're going to do a little bit of a review for that, um, give our thoughts, and then, uh, yeah, move on. Um, And yeah, you guys will hear from us on Wednesday. Uh, We will... You know, talk about that game, um, that will happen then, and then uh, we will discuss um, a little bit about the NFL, kind of our format going forward for some reviews and things um, of how we're going to break down some reviews of teams, stuff like that. And then we'll get into it probably on Friday. So look forward to that, guys. Uh, we are looking forward to it as well. We love to get into the football season. Aurora is very excited for it, but uh, we were really happy with uh, last night's uh, basketball game so for those of you who did not watch the milwaukee bucks did defeat the phoenix suns their first win of the series so now phoenix leads the series two to one milwaukee went up and won the game by 20 points as 120 to 100 and uh realistically guys you know a lot of times people will say you know oh the score doesn't match you know it doesn't it's not that doesn't showcase the real score of the game or whatever but here's the thing this one does this one does milwaukee was in control pretty much most of this game and i'll tell you that you know typically the phoenix suns their big advantage in the first two games was they would capitalize on every single missed opportunity the milwaukee bucks had any turnover, any bad shot taken you know chris paul you just see him get that ball and think you know all right, we're going to come and we're going to take advantage of that bad shot they took by getting a good shot here. Um, You know, so they they did a really good job of that in the first first two games, and I think here there's a lot of differences that take place. So we'll just give a brief overview of some highlights here. So, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, went 13 for 17 from the free throw line, which I think Milwaukee Bucks fans will take that every day. Uh, that's that's huge that he was able to shoot so well from the free throw line 13 of 17 uh, He shot over two from three-pointers, which I think is great. <laughs> His three-point shooting was down uh, You know, he wasn't shooting you know, three or more Which I think three would pro- should probably be the max limit for him So I think that's really good and uh, field goal percentage 14 for 23 um, and uh, and so dominant in the paint on that when you're looking at that, you know it's not free throw line extended jumpers. It's in the paint dunking on people, uh, which is where he needs to be and what he needs to be doing. Now he had 13 rebounds, six assists, one steal, one turnover. Guys, one turnover. That's amazing for Giannis. All right, Drew Holiday pitched in 21 points, and he's the one who really showed up here again. Chris Middleton not showing up, still not hitting that 20 point mark. He went 18 points two turnovers, six assists, seven rebounds. And, you know, he shot three of three from the, three, the free throw line, three of seven from the three-point line, six of 14 from field goals. Guys, Chris Middleton continuing not to step up. Let's see if he can do that in the next game. If he does, I think they have a chance of taking the next game as well. But if Middleton does not step up, adjustments will be made. and I don't, I don't think Drew Holiday is going to go off for 21 again um, on the next game. Now, Drew Holiday also had nine assists. Led the team in assists with nine. And matched Chris Paul's nine assists. So, Drew was seeing the floor really well. Making some great plays out there. Drew only had three turnovers. So, all in all, great game from him as well. There were two other guys that pitched in double figures for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's Brooke Lopez and that is Bobby Portis. Uh, Bobby Portis had... You know, it did not play pretty recently uh, in this series, and so, you know, it was a big thing for him to come out, get going, and uh, he played well. He played well. He still shot 14 of, or 4 of 11 from the field goal uh, or from the field, and obviously we'd like to see that up a little bit more from where it was, <clears throat> but he did pitch in a 3, 1 of 3, not bad uh, there as well. And, uh, you know, Brook Lopez did his thing, uh, you know, just getting 11 points. Uh, he didn't really get a lot of rebounds. He only had two. Uh, Giannis was pulling in a lot of those. Bobby Portis pulled in some of those. And Middleton had seven. So taking taking some away from him in that regard. So that definitely, you know, hurt him a bit there. But from the three-point line, you know, Pat Connaughton coming out and hitting multiple threes for the second game in a row. He had two of four from the three-point line, and that's great. I think he's starting to feel more comfortable being out there, playing out there, and, you know, he he did really well. So, that is the rundown from the Milwaukee Bucks' highlight standpoint. Now, however, here's the thing. Jameson Crowder had 18 points. Bridges had four. Bridges has been playing really well in this series, and this game... He was nullified. He shot 0 of 2 from the three-point line. He shot 2 of 4 from the field. That's not active. He's not active. He's not being aggressive. He didn't try and look for any shots. He was very hesitant, and I think that it's what you see when players go on the road. Maybe a little bit of nerves kick in. So Jameson Crowder or Jay Crowder, being the sorry saying Jameson Crowder. Like I said, I'm getting ready for football season, guys. But Crowder, um, 18 points six of seven from the three-point line six of seven from field goal so he only shot three pointers and that's great shooting from him i i think phoenix would love to have that all day long from him but it, it that's not i mean he can't do it all Devin booker had 10 points guys 10 points that cannot happen that's atrocious he shot three of 14 from the field three of 14 from your superstar scorer, one of seven from three point range and three of five from the free throw line I mean even from free throws he was off guys he missed two out of five free throws that is not like Devin Booker I don't know what's up with him you know there's definitely some things when when something gets in his head and and he is in his own head he can definitely make the game a bit harder on himself and that's what he did in this game I think that he could definitely make adjustments for that it, it get better, you know, he can get back on pace, but man, he really, really struggled out there tonight. I think over time, he'll get more seasoned. That's what these veterans do, they get more seasoned, and then things phase them a little bit less. Um, now, Chris Paul put in 19, you know, he had nine assists. DeAndre Ayton, 18 points, nine rebounds. So, first game of the series, DeAndre Ayton did not have a double double, so they definitely worked on keeping him off the boards as well as he had some foul trouble throughout the game you know he he had five fouls uh, by the end of this and so you look at the stats you look at everything i mean the only person that gave them really much off the bench i mean cameron payne came in gave them seven cam johnson came in gave them 14 and frank kaminsky put in six other than that no real contributors out there and the the crazy thing to me is that no one hit 20 points no player on their team hit 20 points they had five players in double figures which is okay however you had no real other contributors besides those five that hit double figures you know and bridges did not step up as a starter so that's that's really gonna hurt you there because your other team they had five players in double figures as well very similar setup very similar amount of players contributing and things like that in this game for both teams but the difference was Giannis was a man on a mission and Giannis basically said I'm done with this I'm done with this being a series where you're just gonna kill us I'm done with having to rely on my teammates like I'm taking over this game and he did six assists getting guys involved okay 41 Points: 13 of 17 from the free throw line. If Giannis shot worse from the free throw line, if he shot his typical, okay, which is let's say 50 percent, okay, it's usually actually a little less than that, but let's say 50 percent from the free throw line, he'd be making eight free throws, okay. Let's say nine. That's a little over 50 percent, but let so let's say he makes nine free throws instead of the 13. That will affect this game because at the times that he was going to the free throw line were the times that they were making runs. It was the time that he was getting the ball and getting open dunks, and people were just fouling him because they were open. They were making good plays and contributing, and as he makes free throws, Phoenix has to adjust differently to their offense, and, yeah, everything opened up. Everything opened up from there. People get confident on this Milwaukee team through Giannis, and if Giannis is doing good, the other players can get confident But Giannis has to be willing to hit those free throws. If he's not, there are times that I see this team hesitate to get him the ball in the paint because they don't want him taking free throws. So overall, you know, the percentage that we've got here is 68% from the free throw line for the Suns, 29% from three-point range, which is which is really bad. It's it's shooting variance, guys. It's shooting variance. That's the big thing here. Phoenix had an off night You know, Craig 0 for 2 Cam Johnson 3 for 3 No, sorry, that was free throws 3 point range, Craig 0 of 3 Campaign 0 of 2 Nader 0 of 1 Cam Johnson, who's been really good for them 1 of 5 Booker 1 of 7 Paul 1 of 4 Bridges 0 of 2 Crowder was the only one that came to shoot tonight And he shot 6 of 7 You can't do that You've got to have at least two guys being hot from the three-point line and hitting their shots. Look at it this way. If Booker hits the shots he's supposed to hit, he shot seven three-pointers. He only made one. If he makes three more, okay, which he's been doing in this series, if he makes three more of those, and some of them were open looks that he missed. So if he hits three more of those, that's 12 points. Giannis misses four free throws. That's another... That's another, you know, 16 point. That's a 16 point swing. And now we're talking about a close ball game, a really close ball game. Plus, Booker missed a lot of inside shots. If he hits one of those. Now we're talking about another game as well. And Cam Johnson, I don't see him going one for five very often. He's been very, very effective. And this game, he just really struggled. So he hits a three, one more three or something like that. All they need is one other guy to pitch in or Chris Paul to hit some more shots. And then there you go. it's, It's a close game or they win this one. So that was a tough, really, really, really tough shooting night. I mean, 40 of 83 from the field, 48%. From the field, okay, which is not bad, considering that the Bucks shot 47% from the field, but the Bucks got more possessions. They definitely capitalized on the turnover uh, game because turnovers were 14 for the Suns and turnovers were nine for the Bucks. And when you're playing the same percentages of of being able to score like that, 48 and 47, whoever gets the most possessions is what's going to matter when it comes to that point. Also look at fouls 24 fouls for the suns 18 fouls for the bucks so the bucks played defense without fouling so that is a huge contributor as well eight steals for the bucks three steals for the Suns. so the suns need to step it up on defense and not turn the ball over as much that will help as well there's so many things you can break down and look at this and say oh guys they just do this they just do this it that's not it guys it's about the matchups it's about what they change and right now um, milwaukee found their matchup they found where to go how to get the ball to Giannis and make him effective and play through Giannis to get other guys hot and that's really what was effective here Giannis said I'm going to get in the paint I'm going to get creative I'm going to do things to come up picking rolls without the ball I'm going to be active I'm going to be moving I'm not just going to do one-on-one dribbles all the time because that's what he was doing the first game and then Phoenix could lock in on him now Phoenix has to adjust and Phoenix has to say okay how are we going to shut other guys down and not let Giannis get loose and that's what they have to figure out because, uh, you know, Milwaukee ran some creative schemes to get him going to the basket, rolling to the basket. Like, seriously, the way they played this, they made it where Giannis, be the best player on the court, had wide-open dunks. And, guys, like, teams don't want to give that up. Teams never want to give that up. But that happened because of the schemes they had, because of the rotations they put in. That's the thing. Pat Coniston people want to talk about Pat Connaughton. But, guys, he can shoot the ball. He can. He's a threat, and people will have to spread it for him. Bobby Portis can shoot the ball. People have to spread for him. So, when you have those shooters out on the court that they weren't putting out there, when you don't shy away from those shooters, now you've got a spread offense, which is what they ran most of the season, and they can be very lethal from the offensive standpoint. So, I think they got back to what they wanted to do. They got back to the team that they've been all season long, and were able to pull out a 20-point victory against the Suns. Now, Do I think this changes the series? No. I still think the Suns are going to take this series. Uh, I think the Suns have the better team. And that is not saying anything bad about Milwaukee. Milwaukee, guys, look at Milwaukee. Outside of the four guys, Antetokounmpo, Middleton, Lopez, Holiday. Those four proven guys, scoring and defense. They can do all of it. They're great all-around players. What else do they have? They got role players. They got role players, all right? They don't have a solid five, right? P.J. Tucker is aging. He's a great defensive player, but he's not going to give you much on the offensive end. He gave them seven points, and they should be happy they got seven points from him, all right? Bobby Portis is a guy. He's a role player. He's a good role player. He's a dang good role player, and he could be a starter for you, but then you have no one coming off the bench, okay? Whereas the Suns, you look at it, yes, they have some injuries, uh, you know, that, that have occurred to them during these... Uh, finals but you know you look at Jake look at Jay Crowder Jay Crowder is a, a player that's been on championship contending type teams before uh, bridges is a good young player that, that plays really well he he can put up some great points Ayton is a amazing center Paul is an amazing point guard Booker's an amazing scorer. then you got cam Johnson campaign. Both are guys that can come in and play well. And Kaminsky's going to give you some solid minutes. So overall, I think they do have the better team because they have more options. They have more versatility on their team. Whereas the Bucks have to play big. They have to play inside. And the problem with that is two-pointers are two points. Three-pointers are three points. So if the if the Suns can come out and just outscore the Bucs, then... You know, the Bucks are not going to have a huge answer for that. But in this game, man, the Suns, the shooting variance, like I said, the Suns were just not hitting. So it was as much the Bucks winning this game as it was the Suns losing this game. The Bucks are a very solid team. They played the same way as before, but they, they did it in a different way. Okay, So they played the same style, they played through Giannis to get other people hot, but they did it a different way. They did it with motion, they did it with getting him involved in other ways where it wasn't static offense, and that was the big takeaway for this game. And if you look at the Suns, they were doing a lot of the same things as well, and this game didn't make a lot of adjustments, which usually what happens after you won the first two games, and yeah, they just were not hitting shots. Just we're not hitting shots, guys. Look at the look at the quarters, okay? Well, first quarter, 28-25. Second quarter, 17-35. Third quarter, 38-31. And fourth quarter, 24-22. So the big disparity here is the second quarter. If they keep that second quarter from happening, you know, just Devin Booker hits a couple shots, you know, and keeps that disparity from there. Phoenix won two of the four quarters. Phoenix won two of the four quarters. And Milwaukee won two of the four quarters. So it it's, it's definitely going to be something that these teams have to pay attention to is, you know, what's going on with the momentum of the game, who's getting confident. Because the Suns, I think they're kind of the steady river right now. They're steady. They're going to give you what they need to give you. They still put up 100 points, even on a very awful shooting night for them. They put up 100 points. Milwaukee put up 120 because they got hot. Okay? They got hot. Drew Holiday hit five threes. He's not going to do that again. He's not going to do that again. I mean, maybe if we get to a game seven, he would have enough games to maybe hit that again. But he's not going to hit that again uh, in another, uh, another game of this series. Middleton put in three, he should actually play better. Lopez didn't. Yeah, he missed three other three pointers. Typically he's pretty sharp from three. I would anticipate him to make two of four, but those are little chip-ins. Along the way, guys, when we're starting to talk about you know one shot versus another, but Giannis 14 for 23 from the field goals, that's massive for him. And Drew Holiday, eight for fourteen from from the field that's what really made the difference here and yes other guys contributed but it's really just about Giannis and what he was able to do now if Giannis can continue to play that way and get those open looks and be engaged and other guys can hit shots that's what's going to ball down to Giannis has been producing he's been putting up great numbers in this series the whole time his teammates got to continue to step up he needs at least one guy to hit 20 points at least one guy to hit 20 points, and he's going to need at least two other guys, three other guys. He's going to need at least three other guys in double figures. If they can do that, they can have three guys in double figures, one guy, 20 points, and him being able to do his thing go off. They're going to have chances to win games. But this is more, I, I think it's going to end up being more about what the Suns do as opposed to what Milwaukee does. So it could be a very interesting series still moving forward. Milwaukee is younger. They might have fresher legs. Chris Paul is getting up there. He might start to wear down. If that happens, man, it could be a very entertaining series. And Paul did have a rough shooting night tonight. But I think this is a typical game for him. I think he was playing lights out in games one and two. And I think he'll get some renewed vigor. They'll come back. I believe they will win game four. And take a three-to-one lead. I just, I just don't think that Milwaukee is going to be able to recapture what they did tonight. And I don't think the Suns will struggle as much as they did tonight. They'll get loosened up again um, after taking that first road game and the first road jitters in the finals. I understand how that would hit them pretty hard. So I think they'll make some adjustments. It'll get. Back on to pace where it was before. Phoenix Suns taking the three to one lead. I think Milwaukee will actually be able to get some renewed vigor, take Game Five, and then we go to a Game Six where I think that Phoenix will uh, take it, and that would be in Milwaukee. Which you know, obviously, we'd love to see it be done in Phoenix. I think, especially for Chris Paul and stuff. But maybe it does end in five. Maybe we go to seven. Who knows? But I believe that it will end in six games still, especially after what we saw tonight. And I didn't see something that made me think, okay, this series is just shifting. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yes, Milwaukee controlled the game, but they controlled the game because everything that was happening to Milwaukee before this of shot variants, just missing shots, just having bad nights happened to Phoenix. So if that does not happen, if that's not the case, I think we're talking a completely different story here. We're talking a really close, really good game And I think Phoenix has the scores to close out games. Whereas Milwaukee, Giannis would have been on the free throw line 20 plus times. And then let's see how much he hits those free throws late in the game. But anyway, that being said, uh, we will wrap up today's episode. Like I said, guys, we're going to do a short one today. And then uh, we'll talk about Wednesday's game. And we will get some things lined up, figure out what we're going to do for the NFL Season, uh, I know there's still so many things going on out there. Uh, the last podcast we did talk about the endorsements of college athletes, things like that. Um, and guys, there's not a ton going on with that in in regards to it. Um, there's not been these uh, a ton of huge, amazing, deal-breaking things going on um, like there was the first day. I think that you know everybody was kind of shocked about it and all this stuff. But I think I think brands are a little smarter than people think. I think you got some brands that were on the hook and and put out some more money than they probably should on some of these athletes and things but i think some of the hesitancies that i mentioned in the previous one are things that these brands are taking into account these young players you don't know what they're about um you know you don't know who you're going to be representing in a couple years as they continue to change and, and grow uh you know i think that that's a big factor as well as some of these players showing some to me some level of immaturity, making their own apparel shop with signed autographed things and stuff like one to me that's very egotistical but second guys when as soon as they're graduating they're not going pro it's worthless their whole business worthless and they're wasting time not on their education which i think is what people want to see i think it's what these brands want to see i think it's what you know investors in these kids want to see is them focus on the school and be there to do the right thing that's what people love to to endorse that's what people love to push and promote so I don't know. We'll see what continues happening on that front, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think? I know it was a really short episode today. Um, we also have had a really busy schedule here on the sports cast, um, running around. Aurora was going camping this weekend, and, and then she was doing a wrestling event the next day, and yeah, it's just been a nightmare for her. But uh, so yeah, really appreciate your guys' um, feedback. Um, let us know what we can do to make uh, everything better for the channel. Uh, If you like the content, please like, share, subscribe. We really appreciate all the support that we can get here on on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we'll let you guys get back to your day, and you'll hear from us again on Wednesday.